If you've been watching oil, you see it hitting $80 the barrel today, the highest level since 2014. Our focus today is this energy sector, which is the biggest, highest, fastest moving sector of 2021. We have Ellen Wald, president of Transversal Consulting and author of Saudi Inc. As oil hits these elevated levels, your thoughts on the big picture, because we're watching oil, not gas, coal. I mean, the entire area of all these commodities. But what does it mean and where is it headed for oil in particular? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question is, you know, is oil headed higher? Is it potentially headed lower? And, um, you know, really, it's, it's not entirely clear at this point. We definitely saw such a um, big jump and we are basically seeing a 60 percent increase in, um, you know, oil prices since the beginning of the year. Uh, WTI has hit $80 a barrel, which uh, is a level that we have not seen since 2014. And uh, Brent is is also reached levels that we have haven't seen since 2018. So um, part of the issue is that um, oil demand is up, but production is is down. We've got OPEC keeping oil off the market, although they are starting to gradually bring some of that back onto the market. Uh, but U.S. production is, uh, I think, really the big story here because we saw a massive decrease back in February 2020. The U.S. was producing about 13 million barrels a day of oil, and now we're down to about 11.3, maybe 11.5. And Hurricane Ida really did a number on U.S. offshore production and kept quite a bit of oil off the market for about a month, which was unexpected. Now that's coming back, but we still are waiting to see the oil market uh, even out at all. What do you watch most closely? I mean, we see nat gas at these high levels. We see what's going on at the pump. I know you watched the latest OPEC meeting and the outcome there, OPEC Plus this week, early Monday. Um, Tell me a little bit about what what might be indicators to you one way or another. One of the interesting things that came out of the OPEC meeting that I think is worth paying attention to is why <clears throat> excuse me, is why OPEC decided to keep with its, basically its gradual schedule of putting only about 400,000 barrels a day more of oil onto the market when um, the oil market is really heating up. If they added more oil, they could definitely make more money. Uh, and so the question is really, why did they decide to keep things as they are? And some of that has to do with uh, forecasting, which shows that at least OPEC's forecasting, which shows that starting in you know Q1 of 2022, oil inventories may start to build. And so there's caution for that. But also because back in um, 2018, we also saw a, a similar rise in oil prices. Brent actually did hit $85 a barrel. And if you remember, the Trump administration was clamoring to OPEC plus, to Russia, to Saudi Arabia, saying, put more oil on the market. And they did respond to this. They did put more oil on the market. And come December, oil was back at $50 a barrel. And this is clearly something that is weighing on their minds. They'd like to consolidate their gains now and not do a lot to rock the boat, which tells me that they are concerned that um, this is not necessarily a permanent trend and that we could definitely see some uh, prices going down in the future. That's interesting. So they don't want to flood the market with too much oil because, A, their projections next year are for demand to wane a little bit, and B, too much oil means too much supply, which means the price goes down. It's very interesting because at the same time, we are in this current situation where things feel so incredibly tight, 
fragile, jittery, one storm, one wind change, um, things really get jostled. Um, Nat gas, I keep hearing stories about Europe and the UK, and it feels a little um, stressful at this point when it comes to the oil story. And I know investors who get paid dividends and they've done well in their stocks, they want to know too. And I know you don't give investment advice. They're debating what to do with their oil holdings too. Oh, exactly. And so one of the interesting things that um, is to consider is why hasn't the U.S. shale oil market responded to these higher prices? And we've heard from some of the big shale producers like uh, Pioneer Natural Resources that um, they feel like if they expand, if they return to this growth strategy, that their shareholders will punish them. Their shareholders want them to sit tight and rake in the profits and then return that money to them, which is not an unexpected thing after years of having massive growth and yet not seeing returns. But the question is, how long can this hold out? Because at some point, someone in the market is going to see a potential to make money. Yes, it will be right. risky, but they will find some some company that's willing to really start to drill. Yeah. So I, I do think that OPEC is um, walking a tight line because there is always a possibility that this mentality in the U.S. could shift and more production can come online, uh, not necessarily immediately, but it won't take that long. When it comes to natural gas, though, the situation is is really extremely volatile. I mean, we saw a comment from yeah. Vladimir Putin that sent prices Quickly. tumbling yeah. down and uh, only to return to 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 going higher when he didn't immediately follow through on this. So I think that there's a lot of jitteriness, a lot of volatility in the natural gas market now. Right. And, and things changed when administrations changed. And so um, it'll be very interesting to see what these companies like Pioneer choose to do going forward. Great setup there. I appreciate it. Ellen Wald, president of Transversal Consulting and author of Saudi Inc. Thanks. Thank you.